Welcome to Rich Conversations. This is another edition of Rich Answers, where every week we answer questions from past podcast guests. Uh, Usually they provide three to five questions for me to answer, uh, whether they want to know more about me or just my thoughts on things in general. And today we are in Lincoln Park. It is a beautiful day in Chicago. See, this is the time of year that we're all kind of waiting for. And um, as you can see, like we got the zoo behind us. So this is the zoo. We have the conservatory over there. We have a fountain. It's just gorgeous. And um, today our questions are being provided to us by Miriam Mansour, who lives in Istanbul. And uh, she's a scientist there. She's been on. uh, Her and her siblings have come on episode 203. And we talk we talk about like the scientific realities. They are material engineers, physicists, gemologists in Istanbul and probably one of my favorite episodes. So so shout out to you guys. Next week, we're going to have questions provided to us by Maya. Mansoor. So we're going to do like a sibling uh, back-to-back weeks here. First question that Miriam asked is, what books have had the greatest impact on you? Great question. Great question. Uh, I'd have to say Sacred Hoops by Phil Jackson. Uh, it's, it's the book about... Uh, Phil Jackson is... He was the coach of the Chicago Bulls, coached them to six NBA titles. Then he went on to uh, coach the Los Angeles Lakers, won another five titles. And it's really about his background and the philosophy he instilled on these teams in which they were so successful. And uh, back in 2018, I read that book for the second time. I've read it five times now. And uh, I was like, well, if if Michael and, and Kobe could do this, like, I'm going to do it. So I, I applied a lot of the philosophy of Phil Jackson and, of course, my own philosophies I've developed and reading and living, and uh, it works. So I would say Sacred Hoops, Phil Jackson for sure. Another one is But What If We're Wrong by Chuck Klosterman. It's kind of like a philosophical book, but it's it's kind of – it's so much fun. He's probably my favorite writer, Chuck Klosterman. And this is about like thinking about the present as if it were the past, right? What I notice a lot in culture and society is, is there's, there's kind of this arrogance of like we're, we're like the smartest, the most advanced civilization that has ever come here before we can't know anything more but no we can't and we're it's the humility we need to have and imagine how our contemporary living and world is going to be perceived in the future um i always like had that thought and then he kind of he kind of wrote it and it's cool like some of the examples he uses is like what how will people remember rock music 500 years from now and it's a it's a great exploration into just kind of like getting yourself out of the present and kind of taking like a eagle eye view of of life society civilization and the world but it's it's super fun it's super fun i definitely recommend it so those two books i would say 
have made a, a big impact. Number two, so Miriam asks, if you could live in the past or the future, what would you choose? If the past, what era would you live in? Now, this can go in a number of different directions uh, because there's so many stipulations, right? Like, if I go back in the past, would I know what I know now? And if I go back in the past, can I choose, you know, can I be an Egyptian pharaoh? Or or am I going to have to be, like, most likely a peasant and experience life that way? Because that's how the world... Always, always had been. Uh, do I get to be like a Roman emperor? Or, you know, I was thinking about this. I think about this a lot. My standard of living is like far greater than Louis the Fourteenth. If you watch documentaries about him, read about him, he was like the epitome of this like luxurious, just like uh, living like a. That was Kane, man. Louis the Fourteenth, but man, my life is so much better than his, you know. And I think that speaks to the the progress that uh, humans and society have made. I wouldn't go back in the past. Actually, in a way, I feel like I'm living in the future. This is something I've been thinking about recently. the news that comes out it feels outdated to me already it's like years behind and people are like shocked or surprised by things that are happening on the news but like this is old this is like like media like news media is so outdated um and I find too like studying physics I can just see where the world is going and I just live life accordingly I feel like how I use the internet and interact with all these devices and digital softwares and products is how society will probably correct correct itself correct itself within the next like 15 to 20 years I think society is using it uh, improperly and not as efficiently. Um, because it's so new, we haven't we haven't had time to correct any bugs in it in a way. If like you look across the board, statistics on anxiety, depression are all up, and people are, are addicted to their screens and their phones because it's designed that way. It's the attention economy. But if you, like, don't participate in, with the attention economy in a consumption way and more in a creating way, uh, I think you're ahead and you're placing yourself in the future. And you can probably see that, too. I mean, we've discussed it on our episode how there's such a big gap between the scientific community what's actually happening compared to the general public's ideas about the world 
and what they think it is. There's this huge gap, and we talk about the importance of science communication. Uh, so I feel like I'm living in the future. Number three. You know what? I kind of forgot. <laughs> I tried to memorize it in my head, and I actually forgot the third question. I can't think of it, so I'm just going to make one up right now. What have you learned most since our recorded episode? I would say... I'll figure out your third question and I'll add it to, to Maya's <laughs> questions a week from now. Um, I would say, like, talking to you and your sister and your brother, I've had so much more appreciation for the materials around us, the world around us, as far as like what things are made of and what things in the future could be made out of. I, I tell people all the time about our episode and how like I woke up that morning with a perspective on the world and by the end of our conversation, that perspective had expanded. And um, I'm so thankful that you guys uh, took the opportunity or took the time to meet with me, teach me about materials, gerbology, and all this stuff. Um, I really enjoyed that episode, and I learned a lot. I'm actually reading a book that your brother recommended right now called Stuff Matters, and I think it's a, it's a good at least what I'm imagining is that it'll be a good kind of catch up to um, the material world, living in the material world. So, so uh, those are our questions. Thank you so much, Miriam, for uh, providing those. Again, I'll I'll look at the third and I'll add it to Maya's next week. Um, but thank you again. Thanks for listening. This has been Rich Answers on Rich Conversations. <laughs>